Fox Sports 1480 AM, 102.5 FM, The Gambler. In Philly, there's a group that brings diehard sports fans together as one big family through tailgate and road trips. Now the guys from Green Legion are bringing the tailgate to the airwaves. Quimby, Hollis Tank Thomas, Michael Diaz, and Chris Sack always keep the party going, so crack a beer. Take a shot and join the virtual tailgate now on Green Legion Radio. All right, everybody. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. My name is Quimby. I am your host this evening alongside my other very astute host. You've got damn Skippy Hollis Tank Thomas, number 78 in your program, number one in your hearts, 10-year NFL vet. Tank is with us. What's up, baby? Uh, Chilling, mazel, mazel, good things. Mazel, mazel. Mm-hmm. Alongside him is Michael Shut Up Diaz, Philly Mike, whatever you want to call him. What's up, brother? I'm feeling good, bro. Best best it, part of the week right here. I hear you. We've got Super Sam Brady uh, in the house. <laughs> oh, How you doing, Sam? Nothing. Nothing. You got nothing, huh? I got you. Okay. Uh, and we got we got Chris Sackmaster on the way to Home Depot to fix a technical issue he's having with his computer. So he will be on probably the top of the next hour with us. But we have a lot to go over tonight. I, I have an interesting topic that I want to start everybody off with. But uh, before we do that, first of all, obviously, we have to go through a little bit of business. Everybody, please rate, review, subscribe, download to Green Legion Radio on iTunes or Google Play by searching for Green Legion Radio. The simplest thing to do as well is download the iHeartRadio app. If you do so, just subscribe to Fox Sports The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, and you can get all three shows. Green Legion Radio, that's the flagship show. Ice to Shorts, Winter Sports, that's Sack and Diaz going nuts about Flyers and Sixers. And, of course, Get Tanked Happy Hour, we're... Brother Hollis and I just get loose and get smashed on Tuesday nights and talk about whatever we want to talk about, especially talk more in the room and with our <laughs> listening audience, which is which was a lot of fun on Tuesday night. Yes. Everybody, Green Legion Radio is brought to you by Bud Light, Stateside Vodka, MCS Construction Services, the NeckSip.com, COVID and hands-free drinking, all the Cavanaugh's restaurants, Cavanaugh's Riverdeck, Cavanaugh's Headhouse, Cavanaugh's Rittenhouse. Our boy Paul worked in the basement bar over there. And 39th and Sansom University City Cavanaugh's, as well as the beautiful ladies over at the Lilas. Make sure you get over there and help them get through med school. Every single one of them will be a doctor one day. All the city fitness <laughs> Philadelphia locations, all over Philadelphia. And if you're not in Philly and you want to stay fit, make sure you go across the bridge to Echelon Health and Fitness and our friends over there. Hollis. What happened this week in sports history, and what happened this week in Hollis history? Ah, well, as you know, today is February the 27th. It's the 58th day of the year. There's about 307 of these puppies left. We're going to start off with national holidays. Today is National Strawberry Day. There's a strawberry festival every year down in New Orleans. It Trust me, it was it is awesome. It's also Pokemon Day. Today, Pokemon is 25 years old. Yeah, really? Yeah, Pokemon is 25 years old. It appeared a, a, a long time ago uh, on this wow. day on February 27th. Uh, we also have Open uh, That Bottle Day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, we all, <laughs> and we also, I, I especially like this one, it's No Brainer Day. Now, huh. 
have some events for us. Uh, there's way too many. There's way too many people I know that don't subscribe to that. <laughs> the no brainer today is yeah. National No Brainer Day. So today is uh, we're gonna take the February the twenty fifth, nineteen thirty three, with the major. It was a major NFL rule change. They moved the uh, hash marks in ten yards, and I don't know why they moved the uh, the goalposts into the in, uh, on the goal line. Remember when they had that in 1930? Yeah, that, that was the dumbest thing ever. Hello, yep. concussion. Yes, it was. Hey, and, uh, go ahead. I, well, I got a question about the goalpost. I don't want to wreck your flow here. Uh, no, you Hollis, don't have to. But, go, ahead, go ahead. But, like, they, they narrowed the hash marks to come in on the um, – to come in, like, even with the goalpost. It's harder to kick – in college football than it is in pro football. Shouldn't it be the other way around? Let's let's I mean kickers have their purpose, but let's <laughs> let's make football be football. I want more football in my football. Ooh, kickers. Just... <laughs> <laughs> As we'll take it to February leave it at February twenty fifth, uh nineteen seventy two, when I feel was one of the most lopsided trades known to man when the then St. Louis Cardinals traded Steve Carlton to Ooh. the Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> and guess who guess who the Cardinals got? <laughs> Rick Rick Wise. Rick Wise in a ham sandwich? <laughs> yes, Rick did. not so wise of a trade. Yeah. <laughs> and on, on this actual day, February the 27th, in 1987, the NCAA gave SMU what is known as the death penalty. We gave yep. their football program the death penalty first. The And, and hold on, I, I wrote this rule down specifically because it was – here it is. Hold on, I got it in parentheses. It's a in viola- gross violation <laughs> of NCAA rules regarding athletic corruption. Now, I don't know if anybody's seen that program. It's a great one. Uh, it's a great one on the 30 for 30. Uh, I guess the birthdays real quick here. Today is uh, 1975. Today is Deuce Daly's birthday. Deuce. And, and it's, it's also singer Bobby Valentino's birthday. Now, today's story I take you back to to a young tank in my rookie year, when I was on the kickoff return team, and we were playing the then champions, uh, uh, Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. Now, as uh, being on the uh, being on the uh, the kickoff return team, I was a little chubby guy, little chubby guy standing back on the on the back. I was the left end, on the, <laughs> <laughs> and so I was I was part of the back the back wall to hand to uh, where we put hands together and come up. Now, I had number five. Now, in, in in having number five, when you count, when you're when you're there, you count from outside in one, two, three, four, five. So I was like one, two, three, four, five. It was number we playing Green Bay Packers on a Monday night. It was number forty nine. He was six four, two hundred and fifty pounds, and he ran like a deer. Now I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, I, you know, I can take this. I'm a big guy. Uh, at the time, I was probably like three ten. So, but you know, I'm a. So he comes down the first time. And I don't know if you guys know what the term shorten, shorten your neck means, but oh, he, yeah. he, he shortened my neck the first time. So I was like, okay, okay. So we kick off return again. So I, I went out there a second time thinking I'm a man up and I'm, I'm going to handle my business. So I go out there and he totally destroyed me. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking about that, as a defensive lineman, that's, you do not want grass marks on the back of your jersey and your nameplate. So... <laughs> Welcome to the league, Rook. <laughs> no, no, no. And that, that, but that wasn't the kicker. I was like, "Hey, am I going to continue to take this punishment, or, hey, Ronnie Dixon? Ronnie Dixon was my backup. I was, I was a rookie, but I was a starter at the time. So on the third one, I sent Ronnie Dixon out there, 
and I watched I, as, as, as this is, I had that uh, crap eating grin on the sideline. I was standing <laughs> behind the coach, and I was I'm looking at that, right, yeah, I'm used to was, that one, yeah, yeah I was yeah. looking at Ryan Nixon, and yeah. I was like, and he and the, the guy ran down there, and I'm talking, he, he destroyed Ronnie. Ronnie was, <laughs> Ronnie was like, hey, hey, fat T, where you at? You know what you was doing when you sent me out there? I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I, I made it. At that point, I knew what a business move meant. That was a business <laughs> move. There's no need. There's no need me taking all that punishment myself. And that's what I got for you guys today. Team player, Tank Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Didn't know that. Didn't well, know see, that. Well, see, at that time, I, they called me Fat T because I was I was the youngest one of Emmett Thomas, William Thomas, and there was a Jimmy Thomas. So they just called me Fat T or uh, Baby Guy Gas. <laughs> Baby got uh, gas because because the clumps that came out. I don't want to hear about your locker room annex, dude. No, no. Remember the clumps that came out? The uh, nutty professor, and he's like, she was like, oh, baby got gas, and he was the little guy was uh, a breaking wind or farting. Yeah, they should have called you Hercules when you were about ten. No, what they was that's what they was calling me, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Hercules. <laughs> but that was, that's my story for you guys today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. All right, let's get into it, man. Uh, we don't have Sackmaster right now, but he will be back. So Super Sam's going to take over uh, for our special kick-ass or jackass segment. Tonight, Tonight, I had to dig a little deeper. Uh, I We're going to get into this segment uh, before we get to our first break. And it's part of a topic that we're going to call the impossible fix tonight and concerns that I have with the rebuilding of this current program and rumors that we're currently hearing. The fact is, as you hear more and more about some of the not-so-well-kept secrets over at the Novacare complex, I used to think Jeffrey Lurie was an absent owner. Now I'm starting to get the impression that he's more like a meddling owner. He is more in control, behind the scenes, doesn't want anybody to know that it's him. And Jeffrey, brother, you might be getting in the way. So you are now you are now what's considered a meddlesome owner. And for that, let's talk about some meddlesome sports owners, shall we? In kickers or jackers. <laughs> we're going to start with Super Sam, then go to Diaz, and then let Tank uh, – Follow up and, and finish strong. Easy. First one, Jerry Jones, kick-ass or jackass? Jackass. Jackass. All right. Damn, kick-ass. Kick ever since he become meddlesome and he fired Jimmy Johnson, they haven't done anything. The worst thing he ever did, the best thing for us he ever did was to become meddlesome. Kick-ass, Jerry Jones. Keep it up. Yep. Kick-ass, buddy. As long as he's in charge of them, they're not going nowhere. <laughs> yep. Yep. I am all about kick-ass, but at the same time, and I've said this time and time again, best organization to work with for road trips in the NFL is, in fact, the Dallas Cowboys. Nobody wants to hear it, but it's true. Well, the they one thing that always, always been accommodating to our group for years. Tank. And I, and I and I can attest to that. I hate Dallas, and I couldn't I couldn't hate them that much. The barbecue was so delicious and tender, and it fell off the bone. And then the ladies were running up behind me, and they said they liked me. Women and food—that's <laughs> the—that's the way to Tank's heart there. But yeah, you know, the only thing Dallas likes more than uh, winning is uh, making money, and they're definitely good at that. 
Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. All right, next interesting one. Sam, might be a little bit before your time, but not so much. Art Modell. Um, I, I do have a question. Is he still alive? I believe. Is Art Modell alive? He uh, might be I, dead. I, I think he's dead. I'll check. He's I'll dead. use the Google machine. He's, okay. he's, he, he is dead, I think. Okay, I think well, he just recently died. Well, let's just talk about uh, football history. Getting Picking up the Baltimore Colts, uh, or picking up uh, uh, the, uh, the, excuse me, Cleveland Browns and moving them to Baltimore. All right. <laughs> what do you think? I'm going to go with kick-ass. Yeah, kick ass. Kick ass. He re- he realized the stink of Cleveland and got the hell out of there. Baltimore's been a model franchise. By the way, Art Modell died in 2012. Okay. So <laughs> that's why we don't remember because it's been so long. Good move. Good move by Art Modell by getting the hell out of Cleveland. I, know, I think I think it was I think it was Jackass because I think he took away the he took away the true Browns there, and he and I think he kind of backhandedly got the team anyway. That's why the Cincinnati Bengals were created. So, well, don't worry. We're gonna- we're going to get to Mike Brown soon enough, but Art Modell, jackass. You can't get up and leave it. You can't move a team on a whim overnight. One of the strangest of all time. Yeah, Cleveland sucks. We all know that. But fact is, you just can't do that. Those are shareholders. You got to. You got. You got to at least make the announcement. Let them know. Tank. Yeah, and, and not only that, they had a great a great following. And they, and they, I'm talking about like as a kid growing up, I knew I knew I knew of a few games that was rivalries, and I always knew about the dog pound. And I'm like, they got no orange. What 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 dog are they talking about? And then I realized they were talking about the, the hound, you know. But as as a kid, you're like the dog pound. You see all these people, all the rabbit fans and stuff, and you see the drive. So it's you know it was bad for them to do that, especially to the fans and the people. Next one, Robert Kraft. Thanks, Sam. Jackass. Come on. You got to be a little quicker with your response here. Jackass. Thank you. We knew she was going to say jackass, but how can he be jackass? He's won the most titles. And is he really meddlesome? I mean, just because he likes visiting the, uh, the orchid spa down in Florida, that doesn't make him meddlesome. What is, what do he hires Belichick? He gets Brady and then he stays out of the way. Let him do it. I, I, I think he's kick ass. Now, now I have to I have to go with a little bit of jackass and then kick ass because initially when he first bought the squad, who's what's the what's the famous words? If I'm going to be doing the cooking, I need I want to shop for the groceries. Who said that? Bill Parcells. Yes, and he was he was he was with the craft at the time. Every, every, everybody in the Thomas family. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much because I I'm a man and I win, but I, I don't even know what that has to do with this. But when he <laughs> when he got the second time around, this is the kick ass part where he let Bill Belichick and the football people just take over and handle business. So kick ass, kick ass, and jackass. I'm going with kick ass, and absolutely no way, shape, or form does it have anything to do with football. My man can afford. <laughs> in the world and he still wants to go happy ending in some sort of human trafficking ring at the orchid palace in florida kick ass my man yo you stay on that budget my friend you stay on that <laughs> and and he had a hot 30 something year old wife a uh, 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 girlfriend at home <laughs> like i said regardless of how, how hot she is somebody somewhere is tired of sleeping with her anyway moving on Jim and Robert Ursay, Indianapolis Colts. I'll go with kick ass. Uh, I, I'm not. 
Again, Metal Sam, Sam, you're not bringing a whole lot to the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All Look, right, I'm trying to read. Editor, Sam. Don't I'm worry try- about it. You're a kick-ass jackass. That's what we're doing now. Let's focus. I need focus out of you, Sam. Focus. Kick-ass. Kick all right. Um, I think uh, Robert Ursay is a jackass because he messed up the whole uh, John Elway draft and then moved to Indianapolis, which is like that that doesn't make any sense. But uh, uh, Jim Ursay, I don't even know if he's meddlesome. He is so stuck on his trunk full of pills. I don't even know. He, he doesn't even know what year we're in, I'm sure. And yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with jackass mainly because mainly because you don't move a team in the middle of the night and nobody knows anything. Not even the workers. There was workers still coming to work and there was nothing there. And I and I don't know if you guys know the story. They went in, they went and paid a bunch of Mayflower guys off the clock double time to work overnight to get moved to Indianapolis. Jerks. And then you have Ursay, the son. He gets busted with not only with pills, but with a gun and with and with some can- candy. Candy is dandy. <laughs> candy is wow. Dandy. Uh, I'm going with kick-ass for the trunk full of pills. Easy enough. Done. Uh, <laughs> let's head to Cincinnati, the next sludge pit of Ohio. We'll go with not on the list real quick. Marge Shot, kick-ass or jackass? Unfamiliar. Owner of the Cincinnati Reds. Again, unfamiliar, but I'll go with jackass just because it's baseball, right? Yeah, well, baseball is jackass, and she's a jackass for spouting like she she like was like a, she's basically a Nazi, and she, I think she <laughs> she died in like 1991 or something like that. She was terrible. She was famous for she was famous for owning the Reds, smoking too much, being a Nazi, and some dumb little toy dog. Jackass, get the hell out of here! Yeah, it was jackass. She did a lot of uh, really racist stuff, uh, racist and anti-Semitic type stuff. It was like. Um, it's kind of like we use we use, if, if you interview if the Playboy interview with uh, John Wayne. <laughs> he was born in nineteen. He was born in nineteen oh seven. What the hell do you expect him to say? That's right. <laughs> so right. so jackass, jackass. Uh, obviously, uh, I'm just going with bitch, not jackass. <laughs> just straight up bitch. All right, sticking in Cincinnati, probably one of the worst franchises of the modern era. Mike Brown, son of legendary owner Paul Brown of the Cincinnati Bengals, has not won a playoff game since 1990. And Mike Brown took over the Cincinnati Bengals when? 1991. Sam, kick ass or jackass? Jackass. Shouldn't have a job. He is probably biggest jackass of this. Whether he's meddlesome or not, he, they, they are so famous for not spending any money. One thing I heard that was kind of funny is if you look at the Bengal Stadium, whatever first energy relying crap that is, um, the lower level, the seats are all are gray or silver. It's because green. they're too, green. No, the, the lower level is gray. They're too cheap to paint them. They don't want to paint the freaking it's, things. It's, it, that's actually close to what it is. The mm-hmm. actual reason is – he didn't want to pay. Apparently, the <laughs> plastic, the seats come out in those particular colors right. from the original plastic. Correct. Correct. Tank, mute. Thank you. And <laughs> they didn't want to pay the additional money to dye the seats the proper team colors. Right. Wow. Ridiculous. Wow. So cheap. I feel bad for uh, our, our guy, uh, Joe Burrow. Um, you know, <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm it's sure. It's where careers go to God. They, they need to take that franchise and move it somewhere else. Or please sell sell the franchise. Well, um, just sell. Yeah. You know, there, and there, there has to be some point where the NFL should step in and say, look, you have not done well for our organization. You must sell. I actually kind of wish that was part of what takes place in the National Football Organization and all these football 501c3 clubs. Yeah. Right? But, <clears throat> you know, that has no, – nobody has the balls to do that because the owners are the one that votes in the commissioner. But let's, so, be, let's be fair too, Quimby. Is he meddlesome? Only when it comes to the checkbook. I don't even know if he really, like, gets involved with anything. Does that, does that, is, does that not make him meddlesome? Oh, true. Yeah, he's. I mean, we we all agree he's jackass. Yeah, I, I agree he's jackass. But it, I, I agree he's jackass because they rolled out the who day, not who that, the, the who day. It's like it's like what the hell does that even mean? They rolled out the who day, and I think when you when you guys were describing the seats, I think they rolled that out because they the the green part because they were trying to put the jungle up, and they had who day all all across there. So they had black they had black stuff around those green seats too. So it's he he is a jackass. Jackass. Total jackass. Easy enough. Next, the Glazer family. Okay, I'm going to say kick-ass. Well, obviously, your husband is playing for them now. Clearly. Uh, they just won a Super Bowl. I, I get it. Now, See, now start taking your heat. Like it. Easy. Move on. Now we don't have enough to make fun of you. Go ahead, Diaz. Uh, I'm going to have to say... Hey, kick ass! He's won two Super Bowls this this uh, century. We 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 haven't done two. He owned Man U, which was like the biggest, the most expensive club outside of Dallas. Sucks in the entire world. So, hey man, they, they, they kick ass, kick ass. They're yeah, pretty cool. Like, yeah. I, I met them before. They're pretty cool. Sorry, <laughs> it's all right. I, you got to go with kick ass as well. And if you have enough money to own Man U and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're probably not going to the orchid suit, uh, uh, orchid massage. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. Robert, yeah. Robert, Robert the, the Glazer and Kraft families don't spend holiday dinners together. I guarantee it. But <laughs> all right. Next one, my man, Dean Spanos. I don't know who he is. Owner of the Los Angeles and former San Diego Chargers. Uh, I'll go, I'll go kick ass. Good move. Really, yeah. Sam, you, you, we're gonna have to kick ass or jackass Sam at one point. Yeah, no, because why not? He is why? The, because he's the biggest jackass. First off, he was in San Diego, and yeah, they, they're not going to give him public financing for a stadium. It, he, he's a, they are a terrible family. They are the ultimate cheapskates. L.A. barely could handle one team in the Rams, and then now they're they're a tenant in the Rams building. They have zero fan bases. They have Justin Herbert. He might be a Hall of Fame quarterback. I know it's way too early. He was amazing last year. I'm saying he was amazing last year. The Chargers just have terrible ownership. It doesn't matter who they bring in there. The Spano sucks. And you know what? This what it goes back to? Yeah, that's right. At that Qualcomm Field in 2009, when I had to wait so long in the bathroom, me and another Legionnaire had to go in a janitor's broom closet and pee in some gutter down there because we were going to literally pee our pants we missed the entire second quarter into halftime it's ridiculous just spanners get out of here jackass i'm going to say jackass as well because this move was made once before in 1968 uh they moved to la for exactly one year and they had their ass right back in san diego you had a quality uh, quality fan base in san diego and you and you shunned them uh so i'm going to say jackass uh easy 
easy. Work with him twice already in my career. Jack ass. Yes, you heard it. Jack ass. Daniel Snyder, Sam. I don't know who he is. Daniel oh Snyder. What? We're going to have a Sam-centric kick-ass or jackass next week. I'm telling you <laughs> yep. that. Daniel Snyder, kick-ass. Keep it up, buddy. You have been doing great. You are successful. You are selling out your stadium every year. It's a gorgeous, beautiful stadium. You know exactly what you're doing. You're hiring quality people with good integrity every year. Keep it up, Daniel Snyder. Kick-ass. <laughs> so I'm going to go with kick-ass, too, because as long as he's doing what he's doing, then we can keep winning. Good thing. Mazel, mazel. <laughs> I'm going with jackass, man. I'm just going the other way. Just so everybody knows I'm not going to – just so everybody knows I'm not a complete jackass, even though I am. All right, finally, meddlesome owner of the Philadelphia Eagles, Jeffrey Lurie. (sighs) Jackass. Sam, you have to remember, no pauses. Uh, I'm going to have to say kick-ass. You know what I feel like's going? If you re- go back to the Lord of Rings, hey, this is a, a nerd out right for a second. Uh, that worm tongue guy that was whispering in that king's ear all the time, that's Howie Roseman. Jeffrey Lurie's just under a trance. He doesn't know what he's doing. We need to free him from these spirits that overtake him. Jeffrey Lurie, thanks for the Super Bowl. Kick-ass. I'm going to say kick-ass. This, bo- this is my boy. I like. I still like Jeff, even, even though he's got a treasure troll in his ear. <laughs> I, you're you're right, Diaz. We need Gandalf the White here fast, very fast. <laughs> Gandalf the White needs to exercise his demons. All right. Anyway, you guys, that is our first segment on Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, one hundred two point five FM, Philadelphia. Brought to you by Bud Light. We will be back right after this. All right, everybody. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, one hundred two point five FM, Philadelphia. Brought to you by Bud Light. We're going to have a little shorter second segment this time around as we went a little over our allotted first segment uh, here on Green Legion Radio. Okay, everybody, uh, difficult topic to talk about right now, and appreciate that Bud Light pop the, uh, uh, their tank. Love that. Uh, again, this show is entitled – the impossible fix. And right now, there's, I'll tell you what, you have to have a lot of faith in Howie Roseman to rebuild this team right now as it stands. And I have my concerns. I think we all have our concerns right now. And we're going to go over these real quick. Uh, like I said, and guys, just give me a second to get through some of this and then have you guys weigh in in every possible way. With with us finding out that it appears as though Jeffrey Lurie is more of a meddlesome owner than an actual behind-the-scenes quiet, let, let the football minds do what they want to do uh, ownership. And the fact that we have a, a vilified Napoleonic complex uh, not knowledgeable about football or analyzing talent GM, uh, uh, along with an unproven coaching staff, now what we're looking at, and this is a first time for uh, th- this franchise with this regime, I, I kind of think we've always known, well, no, I take that back. It might not be a first time, but this is this is the first time that, Okay, you draft Jalen Hurts. 
Wrong. Okay. Okay. Great. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> but it, we 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 make fun of the Donovan McNabb era. I make fun of Donovan McNabb all the time. But for ten years, we had our quarterback. He was our guy. All right. We knew it. That was it. All right. Then you have Michael Vick. Then you have uh, Kevin Cobb. Then you have Nick, Nick Foles. Then, then yeah. you have uh, uh, Mark Sanchez. God. Mark Sanchez. Sam then Bradford. Sam Bradford. Uh, and, you know. Then you have Carson Wentz. Now you, and then you have Nick Foles again. And now you have Jalen Hurst. But this, let's. Rumor has it right now that the Eagles are going quarterback with this sixth pick. Rumors. Or they could, or they could, yeah. Oh, God. Okay, okay. now, here's the problem. More than likely, this is an impossible situation for any quarterback coming here to Philadelphia. First of all, he walks in to a fractured locker room, all right? There's no veteran presence in the receiver core to build confidence, exception maybe Dallas Goddard, but we I think we all like Dallas Goddard as a player so far, but Dallas Goddard has not taken the reins as your number one tight end like he will finally this year, and we want to see whether or not he can stay healthy. you got to beat up an old offensive line. You have an impatient fan base. Hi. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. You can't, you can't see that. Number that's, one, what right. that's what it. That's what it says on my shirt. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> I don't know what quarterback coming out of college can walk into this situation and succeed with all of those elements. Diaz, weigh in. Well, uh, you know, uh, you, you said a lot right there. I'll just talk about the last the, the this quarterback mm-hmm. thing. Honestly, I, I think that that's where they're going to go. Um, if you're drafted this high or if you are in this, you know, they're in the top six, if there's a guy that they like and they can, if, if it takes them to go from six to four or something like that, you know, they're not getting the first pick. They're not getting Trevor Lawrence and we'll see how the draft goes. But, um, the name of the game is quarterback. They screwed it up with this Carson Wentz thing. I said it last year, drafting Jalen Hurts. It was going to be an, a monstrous mistake for one of two reasons. Either Jalen Hurts is never going to play. It was a waste of a pick. Or it was a mistake to sign Carson Wentz to that long deal. And it, it seems at least the, the latter is true. We'll see about the first. But if you're not sold on Jalen Hurts and you're that high in the draft, this whole league is built about quarterbacks. And, and Quimby, you're right. We're coming off of the, our, the most successful stretch of Eagles football in a long time. But, like, did Joe Burrow uh, – did Cincinnati balk on Joe Burrow because it was a bad situation? Or or any of these other teams? If there's a quarterback you like, yeah, the Jets drafted Sam Darnold. The Mi- Miami went after uh, – what's um, – Tua. And all this. Like, you're that high. If they like a guy and he's within reach and it's not going to cost the farm – I think they're going to go for a quarterback because that's the name of the game in the NFL. Tank, what would you agree? You disagree with me? I can't, I kind of disagree. I think he's going to go with the tight end uh, out, of, out of Florida, but it's, it's been rumblings about him going for, and I, and I think the rumblings are mainly because they want some people to come up because they want, if they may want to move back and get some more picks, go under some more picks for this draft. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so, and so what you have to, what you have to realize is what, what I realized as well uh, over the years of watching the draft and then starting to cover the draft is a lot of times they put things out there. It's kind of like when, uh, it, the, the thing that they did with Mitchell Trubisky, 
when they moved up one, just one single pick to draft Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> one, you moved up one pick. It was no Garrett. They, they weren't drafting him, right? Uh, and so, and so they put things out there to make people to to get the to get the price up, basically. And um, and I, and, I, and I, if if but if he does does draft the quarterback, because I do know, I do know that there was strong backing from for Jalen Hurts by the owner. So that's where the medicine owner come in. The Jalen Hurts was mainly by the owner, and one of the main reasons was because you cannot continue to get caught with your pants down without a quality backup quarterback. Because Carson, Carson was Carson. You had to admit Carson was Mister Glass. Now that's true, but I mean, we, we, Glass Joe, baby, Glass Joe. Yeah. We we could talk about that, but like they had so many other pressing needs. It is true. You you should go into a season with a a, a, a backup quarterback, or like the Eagles say, the second quarterback that you feel comfortable. Uh, you know, riding the storm. You know, for four games, you go two and two. Someone that you you feel like's not going to screw it all up. But it was such a luxury. They have so many needs. It was. It was just a terrible pick, Quimby. Sorry. Nah, it's it's all good. Uh, so here here we go, and let's break this down. And hopefully, we have Chris Sackmaster back with us with no technical issues. Are you there, my man? I think I'm coming in at the right time right now with uh, Hollis ah! saying, "Getting caught with your pants down." <laughs> Yikes! Ah. All right, uh, don't lower the camera, bro. Thanks. So moving on, <laughs> um, we. Uh, we have a situation here, and this is where it gets extremely delicate. And we've only got about a minute and a half left in this segment. We're going to come back and talk more about it. The only two quarterbacks that seem to be the upper echelon in this draft are Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. All right. After that, it's a crapshoot. And it's a crapshoot, dare I say, with somebody – at that six to eight estimated uh, uh, draft uh, selection in a quarterback from where? North, North Dakota State. North Dakota State. Oh. Tank, don't get too excited, man. You busted up the flow there. <laughs> hey, hey, t- Tank, you're on mute. You're on mute now. Go. Oh, Tank there loves his Mormons. Yeah, Tank loves his Mormons. Um, no. <laughs> so – you are looking now, once the Eagles pick, if they don't move up, and it looks like Justin Fields, oh, God, who has the number two pick? Uh, uh, the Jets, Jets, right? The Jets. The Jets. The Jets. It looks like Justin Fields is going to the Jets. All right. Or the Falcons. Jets, or, or the Falcons. All right. He's not going to make it. He's not going to make it to six. So we're not getting Trevor Lawrence. That means we'd have to trade up, get rid of more assets, to get Justin Fields, the next guy on the list, or here we go. Zach Wilson, BYU. Trey Lance, North Dakota State. Mac Jones, Kyle Trask. All right. Those are your other four quarterbacks that are expected to go in the first round of this draft. And and every single one of them are a crapshoot. None of them are a guarantee. And what we're going to do right now is we are going to take a quick break, and we're going to listen to Diaz weigh in on that particular situation a second we get back. Everybody, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports and Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. Back right after this. All right, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports the Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. 
We are back for our final segment before the top of the hour. The question at hand is the crapshoot at quarterback at the number six pick if the Eagles decide to go that direction and the implications of what we are calling the impossible fix. You have a quarterback position that whoever, whoever is taking the the reins is going to walk into a fractured locker room with no receivers and an impatient fan base that wants immediate, immediate fixes. We're talking about Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence going before the sixth pick, and then Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, North Dakota State's own Trey Lance, Mac Jones, and Kyle Trask, and Diaz is about to weigh in on this one. Brother yeah, Mike, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna have to blow up your whole premise here, Quimby, because that's that's my job here. I like spending your money, getting fired, and blowing up your spot. Um, you say it's just a crapshoot over those two, as if those two are absolute locks. Haven't we learned anything in town about the draft? Okay, I, I, let's let's, I let's agree. go back. I agree. No, I no. agree with you. I agree. Okay, with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back there. 2013. I I made the mistake of saying they're gonna take the third tackle off the board behind Eric Fisher, the stud, Luke Jokel. We're going to take Lane Johnson, a converted tight end. He's the best of the bunch. Every single year there's this drops. Oh, Andrew Wiggins, the Sixers didn't get Andrew Wiggins. They failed on their stupid tank. Oh, we end up with Joel Embiid, who's the best player of having an MVP season right now. Oh, here it is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Not not years later. Not even there. Not even there yet. Don't get in my way. Last year, Quimby. Last year, Joe Burrow goes first overall. Tua goes, what, fifth? With the sixth pick, the Los Angeles Chargers select Justin Herbert. It's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. Let me tell you this. The first overall pick. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, not at all. Don't even go there. That's what you said. It's a crapshoot. I said in this draft, I said in this draft, I I never said that about Tua and Herbert. I, I I get you. I, I thought they, they were they were back and back, and I thought either one of them had the opportunity to succeed or fail. Get out of here. Rewind no, 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 the tape. 100%. Rewind 100%. the tape on this one. There is. I will. Just, I'll say this: there is no guarantee with any of these guys. Baker Mayfield at number one. There's no guarantee. Andrew Luck was as close as it got, and he was pretty damn good, and he won a couple playoff games. But no, no, no. It's a it's a crap shoot. And, 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 analytically speaking, are we going to say? No, shut up. Don't give me that hand gesture. Don't give me that crap either. Are you going to tell me that Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence aren't poised to be better quarterbacks right now than Division Two? All right. BYU, which hasn't been the program it's been in 10 years, they're still decent. They've been a good team for 20, but they have not been the dominant football team that BYU was 10 years ago. And then Mac Jones, hey, I'm taking Mac Jones if I'm taking anybody because he's coming from a pedigree school. And Kyle Trask, I don't know. The thing that makes me nervous about Kyle Trask is that's how he's all the modern. I'm happy that they get uh, draft guides down there in Costa Rica you could pick up at your local store. It looks like you're reading straight from them. Yes, that's why those two quarterbacks are ranked higher than the other guys. But it's not a guarantee. And who says they go from – why don't they go from six to four? What if the second and third pick are Devontae Smith and Jamar Chase? I don't know. I don't know. But but you're saying – like We're speculating. We're speculating. Yeah, and, and just to, to say that it that it's a crapshoot after, I'm just gonna have to you know again say uh, you know you're, you're uh, I think I think you have I think you have three quarterbacks that you want to take here. All right, three and only three: Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, 
and Mac Jones. And Mac Jones doesn't even have the talent that Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence has, but he comes from a pedigree program, and that's it. That's and it. I'm drafting, I'm drafting guys from here on out that absolutely come from pedigree programs. I'm tired of this crap. All right, whether or not they work, I think they have a better chance of working coming from a pedigree program. And thankfully, Tank took himself Tank's off on mute. <laughs> hey. ah, pedigree, huh? Ah, you know, um, let me see. The draft is somebody's talking about Andrew Luck. Somebody got taken in the third round who won a Super Bowl and went to a second Super Bowl. Oh, right look, we're not uh, talking about specific Whoa, 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 whoa. I'll let, let y'all finish. Shut the hell up. Thank you. As I was finishing, the GOAT was drafted out of Notre Dame in the third round. Nobody knows. It's not really a crapshoot. Everybody else thinks they know. They think they know stuff. They they think that the the, the highly talented guys. If you good in college, a lot of times that doesn't translate. If you have a silver spoon in your mouth did, to the did, league. Did, did, did you mean? Uh, did you mean Michigan? Joe Mich- Montana. He's talking. Joe, Montana. About Joe oh. Montana. I said oh. the goat. Okay. Joe Montana. I'm sorry, Joe Goat's Tom Brady right now. No, no, no. The goat is Joe Montana. Well, the goat it will Brady. always be Joe Montana. Go look nope. it up. I'll be no, honest. it's it is Sam's husband, is- Tom Brady. <laughs> As I was saying, a lot of times it, it, the uh, the draft uh, in the upper rounds is a crapshoot because they go for the sexy things or what looks sexy in college. But those guys don't have the testicle fortitude to make it when they get to the NFL. There it I is, eat, testicle fortitude. There's the first I time eat, today. I eat why every time that I lined up in every game, the guy who cro- across from me, if I, if I knew he was in the first round, I would kick his ass more, point blank. Chris Sack, what you hey, got hey. for it? Just let us know when it's time to be remiss, okay? Because we're waiting for that one again. I wasn't. I wasn't going to be remiss, suck him. You will. You will, <laughs> you will be at some point in time. And, and, well, when I when I'm remiss, that means I'm getting misty. And so, so I'm not getting misty right now because I have a couple. I have a few people that that are going off pedigree. You have to watch film. You have to watch people persevere through things. It's it's well when, when you look at things, you have to see, actually see the player. See the player for what he is, not for what they think his upside is going to be. Now, Sackmaster, what you got for us? I think it's a damn shame that we're talking about taking a quarterback with the sixth overall pick after we took one in the second round last year, especially a guy that Howie Roseman went out on on a on the plank and said, we're not going to let another Russell Wilson go. And he didn't say Russell Wilson because he didn't want tampering charges. But let's let's just be let's be real here. Uh Jalen Hurts should be the starting quarterback next year. Uh, Thank you. Regardless, I, I'm sick and tired of this situation with the whole quarterback thing because, listen, I don't have enough tape to go off of last year to pick any of these guys. I want a full college football season. If Jalen Hurts sucks next year, he sucks. And then you're back in the same position next year at this spot in the draft to select your franchise quarterback, which is a bigger, more more you know diverse class of quarterback next year in that draft this year come on trevor lawrence like listen man he looks like sunshine from member of the titans you know justin fields thank you you know mac jones yeah he he played at alabama but the last great alabama quarterback was joe namath i mean come on let's be serious here pedigree program or not justin fields also ohio state quarterbacks are terrible in the nfl if you're gonna get serious about anybody that has any upside or potential it's zach wilson but he will not last until six so at the end of the day you know i'll say this again howie don't be that stupid you need to build talent throughout the rest of this roster and then you go get your quarterback bobby hoya bobby hoya 
<laughs> I was just going to say Bobby Hoy. He was correct in what he was saying. The kid Zach Wilson is a, he is he's a beast, and you you have to go off a, a, a bit of you guys are saying pedigree. I go off of what I've seen, and I've I've been watching. For, I like to watch people, and when they get into a uh, mess into um crunch time situations, like I see Justin Fields in the crunch time situation, I didn't like the way he reacted, and I have something for you, Sack. Uh, not Sack. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Well, I just want to be clear here. I, I'm not saying I want the Eagles to draft a quarterback. I just can see the Eagles being at six, trading up to four to get Zach Wilson with this extra pick they got. Like I could see, I see the Eagles doing it. I, I'm not. I, I'm not even saying. I'm not saying I disagree with it. But um, quarterback is like, listen, if they if there's a guy there that they like, um, <laughs> which is always kind of dubious because you know it's the Eagles drafting. Um, it's certainly. It, you can you can argue for it. Um, I, I'd be a little bit scared to do so. Uh, look at that. Is that Chase? Jacob. Yeah, Jacob. What's up? We got it. We got it. We got a kid guest. Oh, dude, guest uh, he probably has better takes on the Flyers and Phillies than you do, Sack. So he can come on the show next week, I guess. All right. Well, yeah, keep real drinking quick, that bourbon. And, and, I hope you get a crappy diaper. all right let's do this uh we only we have less than a minute on on this we're going to come back we're going to talk about one more element of quarterback controversy in philadelphia that could potentially take place and then we're going to get into some phillies sixers flyers and we're going to talk some more eagles the whole time we obviously know we're not getting away with this show uh, without more Bird stock. So Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. Back at the top of the hour right after this. Hey, everybody. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. Remember, everybody, download the iHeartRadio app, and you can pick up every show the Green Legion Radio offers. Green Legion Radio, Ice to Shorts, Winter Sports, and Get Tanked Happy Hour. Soon to grow by leaps and bounds with the amount of shows and types of shows that we are going to have. Uh, okay, real fast, and then we're going to get into some Phillies, Sixers, Flyers, and let Sack and Diaz go nuts. But I want to bring up another potential quarterback controversy. And Sack talked about this on our previous segment. I think he hit the nail on the head. Aside rumors of the Eagles taking a quarterback with their first pick, there are also rumors that they want Jalen Hurts to have some competition in camp and during the season. And I'm going to go immediately to Tank after I pose this question because <laughs> it's, going to, it's going to go against his rule of thumb. All right, If, in fact, the Eagles are considering a veteran quarterback to come in and create a competitive situation, does that put more undue pressure on Jalen Hurts right now? Is it a good idea? Is this one of those situations where, hey, look, let's see what the kid can do. All right, the season's going to be a wash anyway. There are too many holes on this team. Let's see what the kid can do. He's had some experience. He took snaps most of December. Uh, if, uh, all right, let's let's let the kid do what he can do and see what happens. Or do you bring somebody in that's going to be? Oh my God, we have to bring in Josh. Uh, you know, uh, Josh uh, uh, McCown. Oh McCown. Oh uh, you know, 
You know, do, do we do do we need that situation? Does the team benefit from that situation in any way, shape, or form, other than maybe winning another game or two, which only hinders our draft selection the following year? Next season's a wash. It's a wash, regardless. All right, maybe they get to the playoffs because the NFC East is so terrible. But does that help this team at all? Tank, does it help Jalen Hurts if they bring in competition? Yes, it does. The main reason it it helps about it is because uh, they're going to tell him that it's his job. It's his job to lose, though. It's like so you have to at at some point you have to be at some point. You want to you want to see your quarterback under that type of pressure because what's going to happen in late in the games when you want somebody when you want them to come back is he still going to have that could be cool mm-hmm. collective enough to be able to to make the, the plays that he needs to make and you and, you, and he becomes one of the guys then too he mainly becomes one of the guys and he becomes the leader of the team if he takes mm-hmm. the reins and do and do what they think that he could do Diaz uh, you know thanks Tank. Uh- Quimby, I, I don't know. I don't know where your head's been. We just spent an entire year where we talked about Carson's biggest problem was everything was handed to him, and he was afraid of competition. Now you're saying that we should be afraid of Jalen Hurts, the unproven, unproven. Hey, no, 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 no. You had your you had your time, good sir. You had your time, good sir. I am just going to come here and correct you here. Jalen Hurts is not the long term quarterback right now. He might be, and he deserves that chance. First off, who's this? Who's this? competition he's bringing in who's out Mitchell Trubisky there is there's no one that's really going to be like a long-term starter opportunity out there and listen Jalen Hurts he's not terrible I think he could be and he showed some glimpses and he should get every opportunity to to like Hollis said to keep that job but we just dealt with the quarterback that was afraid of competition that was that, that, that if we want to change the culture here and we want that locker room believing in the coaching staff that you got to work hard to win your job, you bring in competition. Quimby, all we want is competition at every position. So you know what? I don't know where you were the last six months. We'd be doing this show every single week. Toss talks about competition every single week out of the quarterback, and you haven't been listening. I don't know what show you've been on, Quimby. We've been doing the show all together. Where have you been? Okay, I'll tell you. I've been the one writing the run sheets this entire time. I've been the one writing – Freaking checks this entire time. You oh, can't here we go. Where I've been, and I agree with you on one count and only one. Do we change the culture in this particular situation? But I don't think you can compare the Carson Wentz to Jalen Hurts competition in any way, shape, or form to somebody who took snaps for three and a half games, uh, three games actually, because we can't consider the second half of the Washington game anything. But here's a guy, and I don't believe Jalen Hurts has a fragile ego, but we don't know that. We never know about that until, yes, competition is involved. And I agree with you on that, Tank. However, talking about a guy who came in in a bad situation from a quarterback who was paid a lot of money to make sure he had ice in his veins, all right? Jalen Hurts hasn't proven himself in any way, shape, or form. He's proven one thing. He deserves to at least be a backup on this team. Does everybody agree with me on that? Yeah, Quimby, I, I, you, were at, you were right about that thing. Jalen Hurts went through this already with two at Alabama. Thank he you. already did this. You're like, he's not going to get damaged. He's the NFL strong. is a different animal, bro. The NFL bigger than Alabama. Especially football. when money is at stake. Especially uh, when money is at stake. Back, 
Side chatter, side chat. Okay, right. so I want to hear from Sack. Sack, what you got? Sack, what you my, got? My whole thing is, my whole thing with J- with Jalen Hurts. That, listen, we are the only city in the country that worries about the backup quarterback. I am so sick and tired of worrying about who our backup quarterback is. You're not going to be able to afford a good one anyway. And the only one that makes sense is Tyrod Taylor because he played for our offensive coordinator out with the Chargers last year. So he knows what the playbook is like, and he would be a good, competent backup behind Jalen Hurts. But outside of that, like I, I don't think anything else makes sense when it comes to having to back a quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jacoby Brissett, they're out of our price range. We can't afford them. That way, that way you say that. I, I, I was thinking the same things, but well, the thing that um, that I, I think builds the culture and, and and builds it gets the confidence from the rest of the players and the coach is when you bring in somebody who's going to push, who's going to push Jalen Hurts, and he's just not handed the job on a silver platter. It's kind of we, we 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 they we enabled Carson and we kept on doing like random stuff. It's like so we can't do the same thing again. You have to bring somebody in here that's actually going to challenge him, but you but you know that he can win the job. You have to let him know. But and and we just did the same. Same thing with Carson. You know what we did to Carson? We gave Carson a hundred a hundred million dollars to let him know he was our guy, and he screwed the pooch. He, he screwed you, the pooch. But you also brought in Jalen Hurts when you shouldn't have. No, you no no point blank. So hold on. So so I don't have confidence in you. I just gave you a hundred million dollars. I don't have confidence in you. I don't have confidence in you. That, that's, what they, confidence. that's what they said. That's what they no. said by drafting Jalen Hurts. Well, and that, that's right and tag Quimby, muted. Thanks, Qu- Quimby. That's that. That's might that might be how Carson received it. I think the intent was they really believed in that backup. They shouldn't have drafted Jalen Hurts because they had needs at wide receiver, offensive line, secondary, uh, linebacker. Like uh, Jalen Hurts is a good player. He's not bad. The, the pick was a waste because it wasn't helping the guy you just signed to a long term deal win games. Um, oh. You know what I mean? So, like, but what – and le- all the reports this week, last week, have, have said that pick, uh, that was the downfall because Carson – like, Carson's like, what? What is this? Like, how does this help me? So, they're, they're drafting my backup already? Now, that's probably the bad uh, interpretation that Carson took. Um, he might not be as tough as we thought, North Dakota tough, but um, that's the way it was received, and he's no longer here for it. So, um, but there, there's no going to be, like – I mean – what, what, when we're talking about backup competition, you know, if, if you pick a quarterback at the top of the draft, we know that that's what they're saying, the future. Are we talking about a backup like like Mitchell Trubisky, for example, or Ryan Fitzpatrick? Like what kind of – Quimby, what kind of guy are we talking about? I don't care what kind of guy we're talking about. You're not talking about bringing – if you bring in another quarterback with the first pick or another washed-up veteran in some capacity – that has had some success in the league. I do not think that is necessary right now. Why you, not? I'm going to mute your ass for the rest of the night. You keep it up. All right. What I want to know is the risk versus reward here. All right. Is it worth risking the potential of Jalen Hurts? to bring in something that we don't need right now. And I'm going to let Sack talk next, Tank, because you've had enough. Yeah, you can take that middle finger and stuff it straight up your ass. All right, fact. We need the best available player at 
six. Fact, right? And we don't need a Colt McCoy, a, a, a Jacoby Brissett, all right? We don't need any of that right now. What we need to do is evaluate Jalen Hurts for a full season. Let him have it, all right? If he's screwing up, how long have we toted Nate Sudfield? He's gone. He's not under contract. He's not with the team like anymore. Like I said, how long do we need to talk about Nate Sudfeld on Green Legion Radio? I know, I know you know your stuff, Quimby. I just was – I'm here for you, bud. Thanks, man. I haven't read a goddamn article since I've been here. So uh, I, I just I, – I don't feel like it's necessary, and I feel as though it's counterproductive. And, Sack, weigh in, bro. What is counterproductive, Quimby, and I'm going to throw this back to you, is what happens if you take a quarterback at six and Jalen Hurts beats him out in training camp for the starting job? Then you just wasted the sixth pick of the draft on a backup quarterback for somebody that's not going to help you on the field. Then we agree. Then Sack and I agree. Can we we agree? Take the best available player at six. I agree with that, too. It's not a quarterback. It's not going to be a quarterback. I don't care what you say. Take the best available impact player. For God's sake, take a stretch and get Mika. All right? We need that that linebacker position filled. Micah, dude. It's Micah. Micah. That that too. (laughs) You know what? I'm done. You guys can take over. (laughs) Listen, listen. I just got to throw this in here. I I hear what you guys are saying. How much I like Penn State. Right. Yeah. Now you know, we're, we're not in a. I I understand what you guys are saying. I think what we how I'm looking at. I'm saying what everyone has to do. But last year's pick, the second round pick of Hertz, was a mistake. And I like okay. how Mika sounds better. It was a mistake. It was a mistake with Wentz. Hertz is not a bad player, but he's not definitely the deal. And to say what happens if you draft if you draft someone at six or you move up you trade the, the the extra second we get to move up three spaces to get Fields or 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 the guy that you believe uh, I'm waiting Sack I see I see you shaking you just you believe that this can be the guy now if Hertz beats him out right that means you've got your guy quarterback is the most you're important quarterback you're, you're, you but but he's the most important position in sports they're paid the most money in the game they are the most important position in sports you give up multiple first round picks to get the quarterback for your next 10 years the eagles messed it up i don't tr- trust them drafting okay okay but, no 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 no. when you're there when your idea no no hold up for no. a second you, when your idea that is <laughs> if you if you if you if you pick something else we need a we pick uh the cornerback yeah, we need cornerback. And then next year you draft your cornerback. And then the year after that you draft your cornerback. And then the year after that you'll draft your quarterback. Or you'll get there because you're not going to be good. My point oh, is no. they, hold up. I'm done here. They are at the top of the draft right now. There is no guarantee that they're going to be there. And that means they're going to be losing for a long time. If you have an opportunity to get a guy that you think could be your quarterback for a decade, you get him. It doesn't matter what happened before. It's the most important position in sports. How many first round picks? Did the Eagles give up for Carson Wentz? One. A whole bunch. One. No, they flipped first. They traded two first. They got a first back. Everyone says they traded two first. They traded okay. one first okay. and two okay. seconds. Okay. All right. So what you're going to say to me is over the, la- the, the last five years, all right, you've given up a first round, a flip, a second round, 
Two seconds. And another uh, two seconds and another first to maybe get it right. They won a and Super Bowl, and they were in the playoffs three years. Like, well, I, hold on. Again, that's right. no, no, no. Think about this. First round, a flip, two seconds, and another first. No, one first. No, one I'm flip, talking, two I'm seconds. Talk, I said one first, two, uh, a flip, two seconds. That includes the Jalen Hurts pick. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You're saying All if right. we trade and it another back. first. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. To, maybe, okay. to maybe get it right. Maybe. Mm. I say I'm with Zach. If you don't get it right this time, then you draft next year. Get yeah. an available player and, and figure it out. Figure and it out. That's it. That's it. Yeah, you guys keep talking about you know you don't you don't draft a quarterback at six, and and they drafted a receiver in the first round to let Carson know that they were on his side. If 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 that's what you want to know, he did draft a, a receiver in the first round, and the second round, the in the second round they drafted. Did you want to go to another playoff with a forty year old backup? No. Uh, exactly, and, and and Nate Sudfield. I don't think they were sold as they were making it out to be on Nate Sudfield. So, it has our guy hasn't finished the season? He lies about his injuries and stuff. Even though we've invested money in him, we were protect. They were protecting the rest of the squad. And you telling me that if the, the kid is there and he comes in and he helps out win, is that that's bruising Carson ego? He needs to get off his ass. Point blank, and and you bring competition in, so you're it's a new coach. He, I don't think he's going to draft a, a quarterback here because he's a new coach. Once you draft a quarterback this high in, in the first round, your ass is your, your ass is on the clock as a, as a new new coach. It, it, it starts ticking for you to get fired for you to win a, a championship. Sack Master. Oh. And another thing, too, about this whole Jalen Hurts situation, as we look at it for next year, if, if he winds up being the starter for the full season, we don't take a quarterback at six. Guys, our draft capital is going to go up next year. Next year, we're either going to have another second-round pick from the Colts or we're going to have another first-round pick from the Colts, depending on what's going on with Carson out there in Indianapolis. At that point, if we're back in this position where we're, we are the sixth pick, We've got two first-round picks. If Carson plays 75% of the snaps or he plays 70% of the snaps and they make the playoffs, we have two first-round picks to dangle. So if Jalen Hurts sucks, you have two first-round picks in next year's draft to dangle for somebody's first overall or second overall pick to where you can move up and really get your guy in a deep quarterback draft. Not this soft, maybe he's good, maybe he's not, I'm not too sure, Kyle Trask, Mac Jones, pedigree bullcrap. No, this quarterback draft sucks, and don't reach if you don't have to. Add the talent, Diaz. Listen, this, all of this, all of this has to deal with do not reach, all right? I am, you're, they don't have to draft a quarterback here. It's not requirement. It's not, do not reach for sure, for sure, Sack. I agree with you. Do not reach. They don't have to. The point is, they compare these quarterbacks to past quarterbacks and future quarterbacks and how they rank them. If they feel like there's a chance, listen, you say they have two first round picks. No, it's just like the Carson, they have one extra. So they flip theirs and they have one extra. So, but let's just say Jalen Hurts, we all agree, is good enough to finish eight and eight. The Eagles are going to be somewhere between 10 and 15 next year, right? So this extra first-round pick from Indianapolis, you have two two picks in the teens. That's not going to get you up into the top three. If if the Do not reach. If the guy is there, it, 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 it makes some sense to draft your quarterback of the next decade. Tank, what do you got? 
Uh, the quarterback, of the, you don't you don't draft it this this time. You see what you have right now. You have a guy in place. If he's not if he's not the answer, then you draft a quarterback. You got a nice young team. You come in and see what you got and, and, and fill some holes with the draft, and then you add the quarterback. I agree. I agree. Uh, and just so you know, uh, I have very appreciative guests down here right now. And Jay Bagnetti mm-hmm. not down, but more than three hours and already complaining about the bugs. Everybody <laughs> already complaining about the bugs. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. When we come back, it's time for a sack attack, everybody. We'll be back right after this. All right, everybody. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia. In case you didn't hear our last segment, well, we got into a little bit of the heat of the moment. A little bit of the heat of the moment. We have Asia to forever remind us of that. You guys, uh, just so you know, in honor of one of our good friends of the program listening right now, uh, Mike English, happy birthday, brother. We got a little <laughs> bit of bacon here for you. A little bit of bacon. A little bit of bacon for him. I appreciate the prop there, Jay, who's still bitching about the bugs. Uh Everybody, let's get this show in full gear. We need a sack attack right now, and it is time. My man, the, f- the time's yours. <laughs> well, thank you, Big Andy. I appreciate it. Um, no but first of all, I like now we try to treat the sack attack as a, you know, you know what really grinds my gears. Before I jump into anything baseball related, I just want to put out there to Sean Henderson, one of the fans of the program and a, and a big brother to me, listen, you horse's ass. Stop asking me for my baseball predictions, okay? My baseball predictions will be out for the show Saturday, March 27th. Philly season starts Thursday, April 1st. So it just makes sense that I'm putting out all of my predictions for the Major League Baseball season, MVPs, Cy Youngs, Rookie of the Years, Manager of the Years, World Series. All that stuff will come out on the show on Saturday, March 27th from 1 to 3. What do you got, Quimby? Uh, I need Tank on this one. Tank. Prediction? Yes, sir. Prediction? You're missing it. Come on. Pain. Oh, man. Got it. Yes. My prediction with that no, is like- for if you, want, if you want to pick manager of the year, rookie of the year, Cy Young, MVP, they're all on the Phillies roster right now, according to our Phillies apologist, uh, Chris Sack, Sackmaster, Reggie. Hoo-ha-ha. <laughs> but um, I, I did want to speak a little bit about, um, about this year's starting eight. Um, before we go in and you guys have any questions. I'm excited about the starting eight this year, but we have, we do have some competition roster. Um, you know, JT World Muto right now, he's out for a couple weeks. He, he has the fracture in his thumb, um, but you can pencil him in as a all-star catcher, the best in the game. Um, Reese Hodge over at first base is coming off of Tommy John surgery on his left elbow. Um, he has reported that he is going to be ready to go in time for opening day. Uh, at second base, it's going to be between Gene Segura and Scott Kingery. And then we brought back Didi Gorius over at shortstop. The big thing to see is to see how Alec Bohm plays over at third base this year. Um, will he improve with his glove work? That's exactly what we're looking for. And then out in left field, Andrew McCutcheon, he says that he can play pretty much all the games. Um, he's going to try to at least. And then Bryce Harper, pencil him in every day out in right field. And then in center field, we have um, a competition between Kingery, Hazley, and Roman Quinn. So we'll see how the, the lineup shakes out from there for Joe Girardi. 
Keep going. <laughs> I, I thought I was cutting in and out, so I just wanted to make sure. No, no, so, you're good. Um, but you're- yeah, another rumor that they're coming up with right now from John Heyman is he's reporting that the Phillies are looking to add a little bit more uh, starting pitching depth, uh, which we are currently have some competition for the fourth and five spots. If you get Jake Odorizzi from from the Twins. That right there, you could pencil him in in the four hole, and then you're only going to have Spencer Howard, Vince Velasquez, Matt Moore, guys like that. Chase Anderson are going to go at it for the fifth spot in the rotation. Um, it's going to make us that much deeper, um, that much better. I think the bullpen has already improved, but I still, I, I still think this team is only going to be competing for a wild card spot. Um, I will have my official prediction again on March 27th, but we'll see how things uh, turn out for the Phillies. Uh, once we come out of spring training before the season, anything can happen with the other three teams that I have really penciled in in front of us. Um, but we'll we'll see. It's going to be an exciting season. It's going to be fun, and I'm I'm happy that we're going to have baseball back for 162. Sackmaster, appreciate that on the Phillies. Uh, does anybody have questions for him, Diaz? You had something I do. Before. I do have I do have a couple questions. Um, first off, uh, are, are you are you okay with? Uh, I know your prior uh, infatuation, Scott King. Maybe this is a question for Quim- Quimby. Are you okay with the slim down mm-hmm. Kingery? But um, the real question is, Sack, um, there's a I'm lot down, of competition. I'm, I'm down with the slim down King. And, and, I and I appreciate you pulling me up there. Thank you. Uh, Sack, though, there's a lot of competition in the NL East. It is going to, it's the toughest division in baseball and all that good stuff. But like, give me, give me some hope. Give me something like what's got to, what, what, for them to, let's say be in the second, third spot, as opposed to the third, fourth spot, what's got to click, like what's got to hit. I mean, besides like Alec Bohm and Bryce Harper and like thing, is there any like little names that I might not be aware of that could really make a difference? Um, It's going to be a regular long season. And generally the, the longer the season, the more games, the, the better teams usually win out. So give me some of those little moves along the uh, margins that, that good teams make that, that, you know, pump them up, uh, you know, five or six extra wins per year. Well, I mean, look, look at how many games we lost last year solely because of the bullpen. I mean, you, you've got guys out there now that can actually pitch, you know, high-pressure innings for you. Um, like I said, I think some of the differences right now is going to be the fact that Archie Bradley is going to be your closer, and you can put Hector Neris back in the eighth inning, which in his career he's better in the eighth inning. Um, you ha- you got guys like Coonrod and um, you know Hector Rondon and um, you know uh, then you have uh, the the lefty um, that that we have um, coming over from Tampa as well in the trade. They they have options now that they haven't had in a while. A veteran left-handed pitcher like Tony Watson coming in. Um, the the bullpen to me is going to be everything for this team because seeing what Joe Girardi can do when he manages a bullpen, it's going to be exciting to see the fact that he actually has better options out there, better weapons at his disposal this year. Nice, nice. I, I have a I have a question for you, uh, Zach, and it has everything to do with Reese Hoskins. Uh, we are talking about someone, again, coming off Tommy John surgery, but we're also talking about someone who is seemed to lead the league in walks and where if you are Brad Pitt looking for a star role in the movie Moneyball, that might turn out to be excellent for you. Do I care if he gets a hit or a walk? No, I do not. I do. I don't think this guy has been more than a flash of brilliance. 
for a short period of time. And I kind of feel as if the offense hinders on his success. We have Bryce Harper in place. We have JT Real Muto in place. And that two through four or three through five run in the lineup has to be solidified by one more person who can beat the absolute snot out of the ball. Is Reese Hoskins going to be that guy this year? I wish I could tell you that. I haven't seen enough of it. I mean, when he came up in 2017, he was tearing the cover off the ball for a couple months. Um, 2018, he got off to a great start in April, and then he completely bombed in May. Got it back together for a couple months, and then he bombed down the stretch. 2019, his first few months of the season, he played really well, but then he was awful the last three months of the season, and and a lot of it, a lot of the blame was was put on the hitting coach, and that's why they fired him, and they brought in Charlie Manuel to come back and be the hitting coach for the team because they thought that they could get, they thought Chuck could get his mind right, but but you know it wasn't enough time with a month and a half left in the season to go. I agree with you. I mean, you know what you're going to get from Bryce. I I expect more out of Bryce this year. Uh, JT, JT is steady Eddie. You know exactly what you're going to get out of him. Reese Hoskins is the fuel to this lineup. If it's going to be anything special, and again, they they were they they only had one. They had four teams in Major League Baseball last year score more runs than they did, and that was without Reese Hoskins for pretty much the last month of the season. JT JT Realmuto for the last two weeks, and Bryce Harper with a bad back. They could not score to save their lives at the end of the season, and we need more production from that lineup this year. Tank. Oh my bad, my bad, my, my, I had I had myself on mute. Deep. I had I, I already I had already started talking. I had myself on mute. But my my question was my question was this: uh, Do you think he's having trouble because they paid Scott Kingery and they didn't and they didn't pay him? You think you think he's having that type of trouble because he's kind of uh, is he having the Carson Wentz syndrome? Well, well, you, well see, they they pay Scott Kingery like off the rip, and Scott Kingery uh, personally, I think he's okay at best. Uh, but they paid him, and then they didn't pay. They didn't pay him after he he performed well. I don't think it has anything to do with the tank. Scott Scott Kingery got what an eight year deal for sixty four million dollars. He took the paycheck up front. Reese Hoskins wound up firing his agent, hired Scott Boris because he's thinking big payday down the line. This has nothing to do with it. He maybe he's putting a little bit of pressure on himself moving forward down the line and he's thinking about free agency, but top dollar right now has nothing to do with it. He needs to perform if he wants to get that big payday eventually because Scott Boris knows how to get the money for his clients. Yeah. Scott Boris. We were having a good show, man. You- <laughs> <laughs> wow. Let me talk about Drew Rosenhaus for about five minutes. Do we have time? Uh, no, no, no. We have three right. minutes. Wait, wait, Three? wait. Okay, wait. all right. So Drew Rosenhaus. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. I mean, both both of these leagues actually, though. You know, I'm, I pay attention to the business of of sports because it's interesting to me. You got to see where the money flows. It's always like you can you can try and catch the dealers, but see where the money goes. You know, um, and both baseball and football. Uh, you know, they're coming up for new TV deals. Um, uh, baseball's. You know, what what is is the contract through this year? Sack. Is it through this year? The MLB, the I MLB. It's this year because then, yeah, because then the CBA is up 
and and it's going to be really ugly with the with the CBA negotiations. It's going it, it, I I fully expect there to be a work stoppage. We all we all have heard Sack's opinion that Major League Baseball needs a a salary cap to cap all of those decreasing player wages, but they need a cap to to uh, because you know um, uh, Mookie Betts signed some uh, big huge long term deal. The problem with baseball is the revenues have gone up by. 45% over the last decade and uh, player salaries have, have been decreasing the entire time. So, uh, you know, and that doesn't mean you have to sign bad players. Just like you said, you don't just pick a quarterback for no reason, but um, these teams are, 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 they're not legally colluding. There's no email stream, but they're holding back player salaries. And um, we, we, uh, we love baseball because we love the players. We like going to the ballpark and watch the players. And if you are not always on player side, uh, I don't even know what to tell you. Like, why do you even follow the sports? For, so the owners make money? They're allowed to make money, but we are interested because of the guys on the field. Sack thinks that uh, that there should be a salary cap, though. W- what do you think uh, is going to happen this year with, uh, you know, the, 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 the baseball talks and the back-and-forth bickering that seems to never stop? Listen, let's let's set the record straight here real fast. The reason why I want a salary cap is I don't want the players not to make money. I want the players that get drafted by an organization to be able to have the ability to stay with that organization instead of becoming a, you know, quadruple A class for the Yankees and the Red Sox and teams that are just going to blow it out. The Dodgers, they're just going to blow it out the door with, with the amount of money that they spend. But the the bickering and the moaning. What I'm looking forward to is I'm hoping that they come to an agreement by the end, by the beginning of the season. Because remember last year, I gave my predictions, and then the night before we had um, opening day, they decided to say, "Hey, we're going to expand playoffs. We're going to add more wild card teams." It's 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 funny how it works out that way. At least have something in stone a couple weeks before the season, and I really hope that they have the, the you know the universal DH, and we do have expanded playoffs for this year because I don't I don't expect there to be sellout ball you know ballparks again this year, but we will have fans in the stands from day one. That, that is my belief. Uh, the, the, uh, before we go out to our to our break right here, I got to say this to um, our good friend Louise down in Miami, having a hard time down there. The Miami, the pink and pink and blue Miami Heat, uh, not registering any All Stars this year. Where are you, Louise? I hope you come on some Green Legion trips to buy me some beers that you owe me this year. But the one thing that has to be done is this service time manipulation. Uh, there was a, was it the it wasn't Milwaukee. The Seattle Mariners uh, GM just had to resign because he said a lot of stupid stuff at their local key club meeting or or whatever it was um uh this the chance to get to free agency if you're a player in major league baseball minimum it takes what five years six years and then they manipulate it to be another these guys are in their late 20s in the middle of their prime let's let baseball would be more fun if guys could hit free agency let's say four years after they their first major league appearance um there's still going to be manipulation but let's shorten that up let's get players uh to get paid what they are uh in their prime um and uh i want that in the next uh cba and Baseball would be a lot more fun if we didn't have to listen to you talk about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you believe he's talking to you about you like that? What the hell? Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. Back for our final segment, a little Sixers and a little Flyers right after this. All right, everybody. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. 
we are here for our final segment. Tank, nice work cracking that Bud Light, my man. We're here for our final segment on Saturday afternoons. We appreciate you spending your weekend with us. Again, download the iHeartRadio app, everyone. You can hear all three Green Legion shows in existence. The flagship show, Green Legion Radio, Ice to Shorts, Winter Sports, and Get Tanked Happy Hour with Tank and Q. Let's talk a little Sixers and Flyers before we get out of here. Let's talk about how great Joel Embiid is, how awesome Carter Hart is, even though he sucks right now. And uh, let's hear from our favorite apologists. How about that? Okay, well, I mean, I'm, I'm the Sixers apologist. So Joel Embiid is having an MVP season in the first 45% of the season. Does that mean he stays healthy the rest of the year? Does that mean he plays awesome and scores 40 points and 50 points every game? Um, does that mean the Sixers win the championship? No, it doesn't mean any of that. He's having a great year. Um, so, so I like, there is so much disgust and contempt for the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, I was telling Sack in Ice to Shorts before, uh, our abbreviated Ice to Shorts, how jealous I am of the Flyers as a franchise because their, their fans are always thinking that their team is always going to win it, even when there is no evidence to do so. The Sixers aren't going to win it, and they're not going to be perfect. How I feel, especially from people like you, Quimby, um, is the Sixers need to be a dominant, d- dominant 72-10 and 10 team with no holes at all on the team, draft picks galore. They are a well-oiled machine, and if they're not that, they got no chance, and this team sucks. So, Hold on. You're um, right. You're right. You're right. right. Thanks. All right. All right. Good, 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 good. So um, this is where the Sixers are. They're still in first place in the East. Do I think that they're the best team in the Eastern Conference? I don't know. The Nets might have a whole lot to say to that, especially the Bucks have won 60 games in the last two years, have the, the two-time MVP, uh, defending MVP. Um, the The second half of the, of the schedule came out this this week. It is a monster. Now, it's not a monster for just the Sixers. It's a monster for everyone in the league. But just to give you an idea, I think they play 36 games in 67 days. Uh, they've got nine back-to-backs in that. Uh, it's a brutal schedule. You can, Please, don't get upset about it now. It's more important. I'll say it right here. It's more important that every player, if trades or not, every player is healthy going to the playoffs than it is to have the number one seed. Seating is so messed. Seating. Well, I'll get to sack in one second. Seating is so messed up this year in both the NBA and the NHL. You, I, I will take the third seed with everyone healthy before I'll take the one seed with 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 injured players, especially in the starting lineup. Sack, what do you got for me? I got a two part for you here, Diaz. Uh, first and foremost, uh, now you're saying that schedule in the back, the second half there, Joel Embiid. Can Doc Rivers please talk to him and tell him that it is not important for him to play in the All-Star game? I mean, to me, him not playing in that game is paramount. It's going to give his body more rest. He's not going to have to you know, go out there and put the minutes in because you know he's going to play hard and prove he's the MVP. And just a small one on the, on the second end of, of, my, of my questions here. Kyle Lowry, what do you think? Are you in favor of bringing him in here? I mean, as far as the narrative goes, so uh, Quimby, who's been international for the last uh, month or so, uh, th- there's there's rumors floating, and this is not just the Sixers. It's trade trade deadline season is in actually one month from today, March 25th, um, and there's op- the Sixers are a good team. 
All right. They're, they're considered a contender. All right. They're not the best team in the league, but they have obvious holes that, um, the full time, the reason that Kyle's not on the show today is because he's a full time Sixers troll, Kyle the Gobbler, Nunnemacher. Um, so, um, there are, there are holes. And one of them is they need. That is none a maker. No, none a ma- I'm calling him none a macker from now on because that, that's what he is. <laughs> Me? Uh, I'll even Diaz is calling him that. No, I will interpret that name even further and further. But um, there's two. There's two real needs. They need. They need someone more than Dwight Howard backing up Dwight. Uh, bike, backing up Joel Embiid that can hit some long range shots, and they need more ball ball handlers that can create their own shots uh, in the perimeter. They really don't have that right now. Ben Simmons has been on a tear, so uh, tr- the gobbler troll has like lowered his temperature on Ben Simmons because he's been playing uh, extremely well lately. But still, Ka- Kyle Lowry, he's older. He's at he has an expiring contract. He's from Philly, uh, Villanova. Uh, man, he's the kind of guy. It matters what it takes to get, and we won't be the only suitors. It matters what it takes. But for me, it's like, oh man, what a fitting end for Kyle Lowry's career if uh, Daryl Morey can pull some sort of trade, bring him in here, even if it's just for the for the the stretch run, and he and he adds them a little pop, a little vet experience, some championship experience. Um, and it, and it just pushes them over the top. So I expect Daryl Morey to make a move, um, whether it's a big move, um, or whether it's one of these fringe moves around the corner, like a Joe Blanton pickup that we laugh at the time that proves, uh, consequential. Uh, we'll see. Tank, what do you got for me? Uh, well, I was going to ask you, you just said championship run. You kind of got to get out of the second round to get to the championship, don't you? Oh my God. See, this is, this is, uh, we're, we're back to this. We're back to this. Stale narrative, you know. Um, it's not stale. Hey, 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 Tank. This is like you were on a, a, a few Eagles teams in the early part of the century that could never make the Super Bowl. What's up you, with that? Oh, they were just oh, failures oh, of teams. Oh, failures yeah. of teams. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know? Do you, failures. Do you know when they did make the Super Bowl? Oh. No, I remember. I know that. No, 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 no. Do you know when they did make the Super Bowl? 2004, yeah. Yeah, and I, that's the only NFC game, uh, NFC championship game I played in. Oh, well, I, I, listen, Tank, I'm not talking about you. You're my – yeah, you're my – I was – because I got hurt most of those seasons. I know, I know. I looked I looked up those exactly. – you weren't, weren't in those games. And, that, and you were – it's not you, it's the team. But what I'm saying is this, is like it's a different year, it's a different team. Mm-hmm. I, I said this at the beginning of the year. I could see this team being better, playing better, but – not being winning as many games, um, like because the Nets, Celtics, uh, the the Bucks, uh, the other team in their uh, other teams in their division. So, I, what I want everyone is to chill out. Are they the first? They're the first place team in the NFC uh, in the Nash, uh in the Eastern <laughs> Conference. Eastern Conference. So uh, it doesn't mean they're going to stay there, and it doesn't mean they have to stay there. What they have to be is healthy going into the playoffs. Um, and, and they can have a long run. Uh, they're, they're definitely in the mix. They're not the best team. They're not the favorites. The only favorite they have is the league MVP for this year. It, we're in a good spot with the Sixers right now. Probably the best spot we've been at the break at all in the last four years. And let's not pretend it's this season or bust. Imagine, imagine thinking that the, the Chiefs just lost the Super Bowl and it's over. 
That's how we are with the Sixers. They lost their first year to the Celtics in the second whoa, round whoa, with whoa, a rookie, whoa. and we thought it was over. They lost to the Raptors whoa, in Game 7. Whoa, whoa, we whoa. thought it was over. They got swept last year by the Boston Celtics in the pandemic year. We thought it was over. It's all over. It's all over for this team. Just chill out and have a good time. Enjoy the ride. I just have one thing to say to that. You're talking about a championship team versus a team that continues to get ousted in the second round. You're right. I'm just saying, how about this? How about this? I remember the Philadelphia Phillies in 2008 when they were teetering around 500. They weren't really leading the pack the whole way. And then at the end, they make these trade. Their starting lineup is Brett Myers and Cole Hamels, a two year second year starter and oh, Jamie Moyer. And we're like, Oh my God, they, they, listen, we want them to make the playoffs that we want them to compete. And they trade for Joe Blanton and innings eater. What's that going to do? Matt stairs. He was good with the A's like a decade ago. What the heck is this? And all of a sudden it turns into something. It doesn't mean that they're going to win it all. It doesn't mean they're going to suck. Just enjoy the ride. They, that's why they play the games. The Sixers are going to be right in the mix. And we're going to have a good spring if the Flyers and Carter Hart can hold up their end of the bargain. I have, I have one last thing to say. You keep comparing this team to a championship team. They haven't got on the second round. I'm saying they're a contender. They're not a championship team. <laughs> they're, they're in the mix. They're in the mix in the Eastern Conference for sure. All right. All right. Both of you shut up. Sack 30 seconds on the Flyers. <laughs> Did anybody else realize? Did anybody else realize how quick Diaz put his lips on Hollis's ass after Hollis was about to like destroy him? Uh, uh, I, thought that was, I thought that was hysterical. No, 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 Hollis. I saw Hollis and, destroy and another, Mike Vick in that NFC Championship game. I would be stupid to go after Hollis for that. And another <laughs> thing that, that that entertains me every single time we record this show is Bourbon Diaz. Back to you, Quimby. Yeah. That's all we got. Unfortunately, we're out of time. So we're going to make sure we pick that up on Ice to Shorts Winter Sports Tuesday at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Again, everybody, download the iHeartRadio app, and you can listen to all shows, Green Legion Radio, Ice to Shorts Winter Sports, and get Tank Happy Hour with Tank and Q. On behalf of myself, Super Sam Brady, Michael Shut Up Diaz, Chris Sackmaster, Sack Attack, Reggie. Ooh. <laughs> And uh, number 78 in your program, number one in your hearts, Hollis Tank Thomas. Everybody, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. Signing off for the week, we will see you again on Saturday.